Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Thank you, son. It is a pleasure to come together as a family today amidst difficult times. But the good news is that difficult times is nothing new to the Lord. He's been taking his people through many difficult things throughout the course of time. But today we got a short message. It won't be long. And it's entitled, Do You Really Believe? I think these are great times that we're in. These are the great, the best of times and the worst of times, somebody once said. I think it's the best of times because we can see God's word fulfilling right before our eyes. It's the worst of time for the world, for those that have no hope in Christ. But as we look today, God gives us not only hope, but he gives us protection. So I want to read the scripture, Matthew chapter 24, verses 1 through 15. And we'll dive deeply into here quickly. Matthew chapter 24, verses 1 through 15. Are you there? You guys ready? Amen. Alright, it reads this way. And I'll pay attention here. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple... And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now pay attention verse 3. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives... The disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world. So he joins them together there. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another, and many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. 
And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But in but if but he that shall endure unto the end, the shame same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whosoever readeth, let him understand. Let's pray. Father, it's once again that we come. And Lord, we just thank you and, and sit in anticipation to hear what your spirit has for us this morning. Lord, we just thank you for the family gathering together, being obedient to your word. And Father, we ask right now that I decrease and you increase. I pray they not see the messenger, but they see the message. For it's in Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Wow, so what we what is the picture we see here? We see that Jesus Christ has just came from the temple and his disciples come to him privately and ask him this question. The question that they ask is when what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? So the disciples wanted to know when Jesus Christ was going to return and when the end of the world was going to happen. But I think Jesus' response to their question is the key. Jesus did not tell them at what time he would come back. Why didn't he tell them that? Because if we know scripture, the Bible tells us only the Father knows the time when Jesus Christ will return and when the world will end. So Jesus did not answer that question. He did let them know signs of when it's coming close. And the first thing he tells them, even before he starts giving them signs, the first thing is he tells them is to be not deceive. Look at verse 4. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Why did Jesus start off answering their question about the signs that he says, Hey, let no man deceive you? I'll tell you. Because during these last and evil days, the man will try to deceive you into believing a lie instead of believing a truth. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Also, John chapter 8 verse 32 says it this way, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Jesus Christ is warning us that in the last days we must know the truth because the world, man, will try to deceive us. There's going to be great signs that we don't even know that are going to try to deceive us and say, Hey, is Christ here? Is Christ there? We already know this about some of the ones in the past. Jim Jones, David Carruth, and all, all these other people. 
They're saying, hey, I'm, a, I'm Christ, follow me, go here. But we know that Jesus Christ is going to come in the same manner that he left. When he left, he left on a cloud. Remember the angels appeared to the disciples and say, hey, why stand ye gazing? The same way Jesus left is the same way he's going to return. The Bible tells us he's coming on a cloud and every eye shall see him. So what we need to know is if Jesus Christ tells us be not deceived, I'll ask you this question. Do you think people will try to deceive us? The answer is yes. Jesus would not have told us to be not deceived if people were not going to try to deceive us. And he tells us plainly that the only way that this is going to happen, we have to know the truth. So I'm encouraging you family to get in God's word. These are great times because we have time. And we have time to get into his word. So make sure that um, we're in God's word every chance that we get. The next thing um, is Jesus Christ then goes on to tell them um, what will be the signs of, the, of his coming and the end of the world. Let's look at very, um, verse... Six. Verse 6 says this. We're going to look break verse 6 and 7 down um, really good here. Because verse 6 says this. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. How many times have we heard the news say, hey, there's a war here, there's a war there. And we can all remember the wars that we had in the past. World War One, World War Two, and also this impending war, World War Three. Everybody is anticipating. We heard of the Civil War, the Revolutionary War. Wars have always been with us, but what God tells us that in the last days, that these will intensify, and that they're going to be in diverse places and that's what we'll take a, take a look at the end so wars and rumors of war I know that when I was growing up Tanya could probably remember or attest to this is that it was a nuclear war they had us pretty much scared and shaking in our boots that the bombs were going to drop and nuclear was going to be all over the place so I, I, I used to be worried as a kid, I'm not going to lie, but thank God his word gave us peace that he was in control of all things. The next thing it says here is that nation shall rise against nation. You know, I think about Israel, Iran, um, Iraq, all these nations are going against each other. But let's make it home here. Let's think about this. Nation against nation. Think about America. We have Democrat against Republican. And I'm telling you that they are turning this country to pieces because of the division. Nation against nation. And then it says kingdom against kingdom. I think about North Korea and South Korea. They're right there bordering each other and can't get along. But nation will be rising against nation during this last day. Because everybody is trying to seek an answer. And nobody has the answer. Because Jesus Christ 
is the only answer. The next thing he said, there are going to be famines. What are famines? Famines is scarcity of food. Always think about um, Africa, Somalia, all these places that are just in need of food. But the Bible tells us that it's going to be like this during the last times. And then here we go. The next thing he says, I think this is interesting, that he puts this here. He said the next thing will be pestilence. Now what is pestilence? Pestilence is defined as a plague or disease. I think we have two of these right now current in our time. This this coronavirus right now that is all over the world and hit every continent except Antarctica. Um, it is infecting everybody. That is what the Bible calls a disease. And it's in all places. This particular disease has the entire world on alert and on lockdown in their homes. This is unprecedented. We've never seen this before. We can remember during the Passover when the death angel was going through um, Egypt and when it came across the blood of the lamb on the lentil post, it passed over. But that was just in a certain area. God had told his people to go to the home and put lamb's blood above your house. And when the deaf angel comes through at night, it'll pass by. That's where we get the Passover. But now, think about it. You have a global virus that has everybody hunkered down in their home. Wow. This is unprecedented territory. And then we think about pestilence. We think about locusts. Just a week ago, there's this huge swarm of locusts going up the coast of Africa and destroying everything in its path. Wow. We can think about the bubonic plague in the past. AIDS, cancer, E. coli, the swine flu, mad cow. These are things that man has no cure for. And this is what God is talking about here. And then the next sign he told us was earthquakes. We just had one um, a couple of days ago. was point, um, um, five on the Richter scale. That's right in the middle. So that it shook up. And then I think about the um, earthquake that hit Haiti. Wow. God is warning us with these signs and said, hey, pay attention. I'm coming back. I want you to focus. You were so busy doing everything else, but now I will get your attention. And as he put these signs here, he wants us to pay attention. And that's what we'll get to. And the last part, it says in diverse places. What does diverse places mean? It means different places it means varying types so when it lists all of these signs people say hey these things been happening from the inception of time that's true but not on a scale worldwide all these things now we listed are worldwide he is showing the nations he is showing the world that hey I'm soon to return and I'm knocking at the door and that's what verse 8, I'm going to look at verse 8. Verse 8 says, all these things are the beginning of sorrow. 
These are the warning signs we need to pay attention to. I like what Luke 21 verse 28 says. It says, when ye see, it says, it says, and when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. God is soon to return. He's close. Can't you feel it in the air that something's about to happen? And we know that when Jesus Christ appears on the scene or when he um, comes up and calls his church up to be received with him, there's going to be great chaos following that. And then he tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 3.1, it says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. What are perilous times? Perilous times are difficult times. Perilous times are evil times. And he says in the last days they are here. If you look at the world, look at America, in the sin that we're in, we're killing babies, babies by the million. We're having illicit sex, drugs. And it's, it's out of control. The only thing I can be reminded of time is the days of Noah. The Lord said all these things were going on when he destroyed the world with water. So Jesus Christ said, as the days of Noah, so shall there be the days uh, when he returned. And we're in those times right now. God always warns us and gives us time to repent. So thank God these warning signs are really let, let us know that, hey, we need to get ourselves right. We need to get in the place where God wants us to be. Second Peter chapter 3, 9 puts it this way. Second Peter 3, 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness. But is long suffering to us, word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Wow. Man, we, we know God is long suffering. He, he doesn't just destroy us or crush us like a bug, He gives us time to get it right to, so that our heart may change. He, gives, he presents to us. His gift and say, please receive my gift. One of the great examples of this is Revelation chapter 2 verse 21. Have you guys ever heard of the, the woman called Jezebel? Jezebel was a harlot. She was leading men to hell sexually. She was doing things perverted in the church. And listen to what Jesus says in Revelation 21.12. If you read, actually, Revelation, the first few verses before that, it gives you a little bit more context. But here's what he says in chapter 20, verse 2, verse 21. Chapter Revelation 21. Chapter 2, verse 21. And I gave her space to repent for, of her fornication, and she repented not. Wow. God has given us all these warnings. And he wants one result. And that result is to repent of our sins. Wow. So as we see these things happening, what will your response be? Verse 14, I want to key in on verse 14. Those were the signs that he gave us. He gave us these things for warning. But here's what verse 14 is saying. We're about to wrap it up. And this gospel of the kingdom 
shall be preached in all the world for witness unto all nations. And get this part. And then shall the end come. Man, look at the action that takes place in verse 14. It says that the end will not come until the gospel is preached unto all the world. Wow, so God gives us responsibility here. What is our responsibility? Are we preaching God's word? Until God's word reach every spot of this world, he will not return. So he gives us responsibility to do that. We can't just preach here. We must preach everywhere. In verse 15, the last verse, it says... When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand. Where are you standing today? Are you standing in a holy place? Are you in a place that is waiting on the world to take care of your problems? Are you in a place thinking that the government is going to protect you? Or are you in a place that knowing that Jesus Christ is your shield and your sword? Jesus said, Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. So the question is, where are you standing? Are you in Christ or are you in the world? If you are not willing to die for Christ, you will not live for him. Someone told me you're not ready to live until you're ready to die. Good Lord, I thought about that and that is so true. Because we will let fear run our lives we must have faith over fear when we remove the fear of death and understand that we're all going to die but the thing happens is what happens after death are you prepared to die a lot of us are not prepared to die therefore we're not prepared to live now i'm going to end with this last thing here i want to give you some hope with all these things going on And all these warning signs, and Jesus is wanting us to repent. He gives us hope. Psalms 91. We'll end with Psalms 91. Psalms 91 reads this way. And he he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. What this verse is talking about, that if we are in Christ, He is going to protect us he's going to hide us under the shadow of him verse 2 say i will say of the lord he is my refuge and my fortress my god in him will i trust what a great place to find refuge We always hear about these refugee camps or places like that. But a place of refuge of when you can find rest in the midst of chaos, in the midst of opposition. So he is your refuge and he is also your fortress. That means he is going to protect you and nothing gets in that he doesn't allow. And the last part says, I will trust. We have to trust in him. Verse 3 says, Surely he will deliver thee from the snare 
of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Wow! The fowler is... They set traps for you. They're trying to get you. But he says, I'm going to deliver you from the fowler. And then he says, the noisome pestilence. Remember, pestilence, disease. I'm thinking about this virus here. The Lord said he's going to deliver us from this noisome pestilence. I like the word that he threw noisome in there. Because you can't turn the TV on, the radio on, go on the internet without seeing anything about this virus. It's a noisome pestilence. And verse 4 says, He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wing shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. That means we're going to trust on him. We're going to lean and depend upon him. He, his shield. Think about a shield. He is going to protect us. And our buckler. He's going to ride us through every bumpy wave that we encounter. He is your shield and your buckler. Number five. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night. Nor for the arrow that flieth by day. In verse 6, nor for the pestilence, he goes back to this pestilence again, that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. You know, the CDC has been given a lot of numbers about the this virus, how many people affected. Look, look at verse 7 here. Verse 7 says, a thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Wow. Those are some numbers the CDC don't know about. It says the Lord will protect you right in the midst of what you're going through. It says it will not come nigh thee. Verse 8. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. I'm telling you, that is a great verse that we need to really study and ponder upon. Because God, God tells us that these things won't come upon us, but we will see them. Does that mean that we're here doing this distress? It could be. I would like to study that one out some more. It says, only with thy eyes shall thy behold and see the reward of of the wicked. Verse 9 says, Because thou has made because thou has made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. That's where you're living. He says no plague is going to come to where you're living. Why? Because you trust in me. Man, that's good stuff. Then 11, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Did you know you have personal body gods around you 24-7 protecting you? Man, thank you, Lord. This is good. And then it says, They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, 
Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. In the last two verses. He shall call upon me and listen to what he'll do. And I will answer him. And I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. So the message today, this morning, is do you really believe? Jesus gives us a great example here. He says, hey, I don't know the day or the hour, but these are some signs that you can look for that is even at the door. And then he tells us that these are the beginning of sorrows and that we need to prepare ourselves for repentance. And be on alert and make sure that we're spreading his word because when his word reaches every nation, every part of the world, then his return will come. And then Psalm 91 offers us the protection, the hope, the comfort, that in the midst of what we're going through, he'll be with us. Psalms 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He also goes on to say, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. So we want to thank God for this message today. We pray that you be encouraged. And we pray that you use this time to not have fear, but to have faith. Let's pray. Fathers, once again that we come and we thank you for this time that this family had together. I just love that when you say in your word, where two or three are gathered in your name, you are in the midst. So we thank you for your presence today. Father, we ask that you just continue to be with us all. And that as we lean and depend upon you and not the world, we pray that our light shine bright. That men and women, boys and girls, may see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. So Father, we ask all these things in your Son Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.